Want my help getting a robotics automation or tech career at a Fortune 500 company or innovative startup so that you can finally level up your earnings, work on the coolest projects ever, and have practically unlimited earning potential for the rest of your career? Listen up. My robotics mentorship program is officially open. This is a 90-day career intensive where we get crystal clear on your dream robotics job, reinvent your professional brand, and fill in the technical gaps so that you can get a six-figure-plus career at the hottest companies on the planet. If you're interested, go to learnrobotics.org podcast to sign up. We'll text a bit to see if you're a fit and then get you registered if it makes sense. Again, go to learnrobotics.org podcast. Now on to today's episode. What's going on, guys? Liz here from Learn Robotics. And in this episode of Learn Robotics with Liz, we're going to be talking about computers. Stay tuned. We have an awesome episode for you here today. I'm going to be reviewing everything I know about making a decision to buy a new computer, what types of computers I like. I've got two awesome picks for you at the end of this episode, as well as a bonus on how you can get a really good computer for a really good deal. So all of that and more on today's episode of Learn Robotics with Liz. Before we dive into today's show, do me a quick favor and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube or consider following the podcast on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to. It'll really help me out as we start growing the show. Today, we're going to roll ad-free courtesy of learnrobotics.org. Ready? Let's jump into it. All right, so we are back with another episode today. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about, computers. And computers, while they're not robots, they are important for robotics because you need a computer to program your robot. And if you don't have a computer, then it's going to be very difficult for you to develop software, for you to get information from robots, for you to collect data, for you to do analysis, um, really even just complete any sort of tasks related to learning about robots, working with robots, and being productive. Um, if you're not in the robotic space, maybe you're in the engineering space and you're trying to figure out, okay, well, what kind of computer should I buy? Or maybe you are just about to start engineering school or you have a dead device, you need to replace it. It's you know eight years old or something. This is going to be an episode you're not going to want to miss. Today, I'm going to dive into what kind of computer I should get specifically for robotics, what kind of computer might be good for engineering, and in general, what are my baseline specs. So let's say you're not an engineer, but you do need a new computer, you want to make sure you're getting good value for your money, what specs I would recommend looking for, and I'm going to provide you with two awesome models that I would personally buy today and where you can buy them and a bonus tip on how you can get a really good deal on a computer. So let's just dive right in. I'm gonna preface this conversation by saying I am Team Apple. If you've been following me on social media the last couple of weeks, you've probably seen on Instagram some posts about computers and how I've declared that I am an Apple fan and I probably will be an Apple fan until, I don't know, some new device comes out that's better. Um, I've found personally that once you are in the Apple ecosystem, you have the iPhone, you have the Mac, 
Um, you have all the, you know, eye devices. It's really difficult to switch to something else because they all talk really nicely to each other. Um, and I will say for robotics, if you are doing anything more on the research side that requires terminal access, heavy software development, um, Macs are just so much easier to use um, in terms of having the terminal, having the ability to um, utilize a lot of the tools. The user experience on a Mac is a lot cleaner, a lot faster, a lot better. Um, sitting at a workstation for many hours, you're going to want to maximize your experience. So just keep that in mind. If you're somebody that's planning to be on your computer for at least eight hours, 10 hours a day, make sure you're choosing a device that has a good experience because you're going to be spending a lot of time with it. So um, I would definitely factor that into your budget and your planning on um, making this an investment for something that you can use for a longer period of time. Additionally, if you have robots that are going to be using command line a lot, so if you're SSHing into a robot, you're going to want um, a good terminal. On Windows, you'd have to use something like PuTTY, whereas like on a Mac, you've got the terminal, you're all set, you open it up, you type it in, you play. It's just like Linux because Mac OS is Unix-based. Additionally, if you are working on robot operating system, you're going to be spending a lot of time using Linux. So you, you can you know, set up a partition, you can dual boot. Um, I am a huge fan of Mac OS, but that's not to say that I wouldn't use Windows. So the instances where I would choose Windows over a Mac OS device would be if I'm working on industrial robots. A lot of the PLC software, a lot of the Alan Bradley, the Rockwell PLCs, you're going to need a Windows computer because their studio devices run on Windows. They do not have a Mac version. If you're working in you know, a factory or something like that, your company is probably not going to be issuing you a Mac. They're going to be issuing you like a Dell or a Lenovo or you know, something a little bit more rugged than your typical Apple product. And trying to program a PLC on a Mac is a horrible user experience. One, Macs don't usually have all the ports you need, like the Ethernet ports. They're stripping away ports every single year. So the Windows computers, they'll have like your Ethernet, they'll have your HDMI, they'll have your, US, your standard USB ports. And when you're working in a factory on a machine with, you know, industrial equipment around you, you're not going to want to have, you know, 45 different dongles to make those connections between the machine you're, you're troubleshooting or working on. You're going to just want Windows, you're going to want, you know, something a little more rugged, a little bit more durable to use out on the shop floor. Now, granted, if you are working in a factory, they're going to issue you or provision you a laptop. You're not necessarily going to have to buy one. But what I will say is if you're looking to get into PLCs and you want to get into industrial automation, make sure you know Windows, make sure you're comfortable using a Windows computer because the likelihood of you using a Mac computer or a Linux computer in that environment is pretty small. Um, so those are kind of the first thoughts that I have about computers and robotics and operating systems. If you are going to school for robotics, pick whichever one you like. So pick Mac, pick Windows. Um, when I was in engineering school, I started the first couple of years in engineering school with a Windows computer. And then the midway through, uh, that computer died on me. And I bought myself a MacBook Pro. It was the first time I had bought any sort of Apple product, they are 
They, I mean, as of now, they're not really that much more expensive. But at the time, this was like 2010, 2011, Macs were like significantly more expensive than your typical Windows computer. So I always would just buy myself, you know, a Windows computer. And at that time, I was a huge fan of like Windows XP Pro. That was like my OS. So if you'd asked me, you know, 10 years ago, what kind of computer I would have wanted, I would have said, I want this type of Windows computer with, you know, Windows XP Pro. That's what it, that's what I would have wanted. Um, but today, now that I've had that experience of having a MacBook Pro, which if you haven't read my article on the 2012 MacBook Pro, um, it's one of the most popular blog articles on the Learn Robotics website. That is like literally the computer that got me hooked on Apple products. It lasted me over eight years. I still have it to this day. I still use it. And it was super upgradable. You can upgrade the RAM. You can upgrade the hard drives. You can take out the optical drives. You can do so many upgrades on this computer. It paid for itself probably three times over. So yeah, it was way more upfront cost than your typical Windows computer. However, it lasted eight years. And relative to a, a typical Windows computer, my Windows computers were dying on me like every couple years. Let's say the computers were like three, four hundred bucks a piece. I had to buy four of them. I had to buy five of them. You know, like that's fifteen hundred bucks on a win on multiple Windows computers, or fifteen hundred bucks on one Mac. You know, that lasts eight years. Um, so I think in terms of total spend. Take that into consideration. What is the lifespan of your computer? Because if you've ever had to switch over computers, it's kind of a pain. And if you can do that, if you can minimize the number of times that you have to do that, then your experience is going to be better. Your productivity is going to be higher. And you're, you're really just maximizing your time and effort when it comes to setting up your computer. So that's what I would recommend. Take a look at what you're going to be using the computer for and what kind of device you would prefer to have and what kind of softwares or tools or things you're going to be needing to use with the computer. There are some softwares that only work like on Windows. Like I said, for PLCs, they only have a Windows version. And so if you're limited by that, then that's going to narrow down your decision. The good news is, is a lot of those softwares that were just limited to Windows, there is a very good Mac alternative now. A good example of that is CAD software. It used to be like SolidWorks was the CAD modeling software you would use, and it was limited to Windows. Try running that on a Mac. It was a horrible experience. But now you can get something like Fusion 360 and use that on a Mac. You can use it on a Windows computer. You can use it on pretty much whatever you want, and you're good to go. It's a super powerful tool. And I, I would just consider what you're trying to get out of the computer, what types of ports and things things like that you're that you're going to need because that's going to dictate how many like dongles or accessories that you're going to need to buy and carry with you. Like my computer now does not have any standard USB ports, so I have to have a USB dongle with me or I can't plug in any standard USB devices. Um, the good news is, is the new latest model of the MacBook Pro that was released in September 2021 is bringing back some of the standard ports. You've got the HDMI port, you've got the SD card slot. So that will be probably one of my recommendations for computers. So I'll kind of jump right into 
minimum specs, and then I'll kind of talk to you a little bit more about what computers I would recommend buying today if I had to go out and buy a new computer and set something up for either an engineering job or engineering school or just a regular person at a bare minimum. So standard specs, there's kind of three things that I look at for just a baseline user. So the first one is RAM. So RAM is something that's used on a computer to store information and access it quickly. You can kind of liken this to like multitasking. Like if you were to open up like 100 Chrome tabs, would it be able to handle that uh, without like crashing? Uh, The second one would be like your processor. What kind of uh, computing power or horsepower does your computer have? Like is it able to handle things quickly? Does it calculate, make calculations quickly? Are you able to access things quickly? Um, so the processor would be number two. And then the third thing would be the storage. So how much space does your device have? You can kind of think of this like square footage in a house. Like how big is your house? How much storage do you have on your computer to store files or documents or folders or whatever? For me, I would recommend everybody, regardless of if you're an engineer or not, get, you know, 16 gigs of RAM. I would highly recommend starting at 16 gigs, truthfully, just because if you think about it, like Chrome now takes up a lot of RAM. Uh, It just becomes RAM heavy every year. So if you're future proofing and you want this computer to last, let's say three years, two to three years, I would recommend starting out with 16 gigs of RAM get an i5 processor or better, so an i5, an i7, an i9, or check out the new M1 through Apple. And then for storage, I would recommend a minimum 256 gigabyte solid state drive. Make sure it's a solid state drive. I've talked about this in episode one of the podcast about how you definitely do not want to buy a hard disk drive anymore because mechanical drives are notoriously slow. And from a booting standpoint, from a use standpoint, from a freezing standpoint, avoid HDD. So like if the spec says storage 256 HDD, that means it's a hard disk drive, which is a mechanical drive. Do not get that. Make sure it is a solid state drive SSD. And whatever number it is, is how much storage you would have. I would recommend no no less then 256 gigabytes. If you're a student and this is going to be a computer that's going to tie you over through engineering school, get a 512 gigabyte solid state. Like get something that has a little bit extra space. Um, Otherwise, you're going to need to purchase like an external hard drive or something to store extra files. So that would be kind of like my baseline spec for anybody, and that's for any computer, whether it's a Mac or a Windows computer, make sure you have those three specs. In terms of graphics, graphics cards, graphics um, specifications, I personally don't look at that because I don't do graphics. If you're a graphics person and you're doing heavily intensive 4K video editing, heavily intensive 3K uh, design, so like if you're doing more of like the engineering visualization or if you're doing like intensive 3D mapping, then you may want something that has a little bit more powerful graphics card. That's not something like VRAM. That's not something that I personally look at. Um, and it really only applies to you, like I said, if you're in those fields where you're doing something like with crazy 4K edits and things like that, um, 4K video editing, or if you're doing some gaming. But 
for the purpose of this show, we we're focusing more on computers for engineering, profession, education, and the general the general use consumer. So now let's finish up this episode by talking about two computers that I would buy. So let's say um, the budget right now is going to be about $1,500. And if you think that's a lot, um, I would highly recommend getting at least $1,500, maybe even up to $2,000 to spend on a computer because I've been that person that was cheap and have spent, you know, less than 500 bucks on a computer and the computer will die. Like if you're, if you're the type of person that is going to be using your computer for, you know, 40 plus hours a week and you're doing like, you know, 3D design, 3D modeling, complex computing, software, you're, you're using your computer all day, every day, you're going to want something that has a good experience like I said at the beginning of the show. So these are two computers I'd buy. They're both about $1,500, give or take, depending on where you buy them. The first choice is going to be, because I'm an Apple person, the brand new MacBook Pro that was released in September 2021. I would recommend getting 16 gigs of RAM and a 512 solid state drive, and that's going to be right around $1,600 to $1,700 if you buy it through Apple's website. And I'm going to leave some links in the show note below if you want to check out these particular models. So these are going to be Liz's top two picks. So if you're a team Apple and you want Mac OS, check out the brand new MacBook Pro. And the reason why I recommend this new model, I'm usually not the earliest of adopters with computers through Apple because they seems like just as they come out with a new one, like two weeks later, they drop a brand new model and then your model becomes obsolete. But one of the main reasons why I really like this brand new model is because they've introduced or they've reintroduced some of the standard ports so you don't need as many dongles. They have the HDMI, so they've brought that back. They have the SD card reader, they've brought that back. These are all like ports that are super useful and I wanna say they even have a standard USB port. So you don't need to carry around 45 dongles. And the other thing that's really great is it's got the brand new processor and they've even introduced the 1080p HD camera, which if you don't know, they haven't had any sort of HD camera updates on their webcam on the MacBook Pro in a long time. My computer right now does not have an HD webcam. It is still at 720p. So I would say like if you're if you're looking for a computer, I think you have to get it in, a, in the 14-inch model. It starts at 16 gigs of RAM or you get the 13-inch model and you add on the uh, 16 gigs of RAM. So that would be option number one. Check out the brand new MacBook Pro September 2021. Option number two, I would recommend taking a look at the ThinkPad T14. Similar spec as the MacBook Pro, except it runs Windows 10 Pro. So if you're a Windows person, check out Lenovo. We, like Learn Robotics has Lenovo computers for the, the folks that want to use Windows. Um, we have a few of those. Um, I would recommend checking those out. They're pretty durable. I've had really good luck with Lenovo computers. If you And even Dell computers, I would recommend those as well. So I'm going to leave some links to the ThinkPad T14, and I'll find one more like Dell computer. But the specs on that, again, 16 gigs of RAM, i5 processor, 512 gigabyte solid state drive, and 
I think it's a 14 inch display. So pretty comparable spec, different operating system, again, different hardware. So if you're used to the hardware on a Windows device, you're going to like probably the Lenovo or the Dell better. If you're a Mac person, you're not going to like any of those. Just check out the brand new MacBook Pro. I'm a huge fan. Like if I needed a new computer, I would be hopping on the brand new um, MacBook Pro with the M1 processor. Final tip, this is like a little bonus that um, maybe some people would disagree with me on this on, but I really like the Apple Refurb Store. So there's, there's, two, there's three actual versions of the Apple Store. You've got the main Apple Store the, that most consumers go to, the apple.com. You've got the second one, which is the um, Apple Student Education Store. And I guess they even have like a business version of the Apple Store as well. So those, I guess, are 2A and 2B, the student and the and the business. And the third one is Apple Refurbish. So they have a certified refurbished website, which I totally love. So if you go online, you can actually go to the Apple Store and shop certified refurbished. And a lot of times people will cringe when they hear the word refurbished because they think like it's a bunch of broken crap that they're reselling. And knock on wood, I've bought the last two Apple products that I purchased, which is my 19-inch MacBook Pro through the Apple Certified Refurbished Store, and it saved me a ton of money. So if you're looking for a way to get a high-quality device, they give you an awesome warranty. It's straight through Apple. I mean, Apple makes these products, right? So it's just like buying a certified used car. You go to a a dealership that has a certified program, and you can save a ton of money getting a used car. Same thing with the Apple program. You can go to Apple certified website. You can buy devices. You can search for the spec. Um, again, I'd recommend the minimum specs, the 16 gigs of RAM, minimum i5 processor, minimum 256 solid state drive. You can get iMacs. You can get MacBooks. You can get iPads. You can get anything Apple, basically. You can get uncertified refurbished. It has a great warranty. You can sometimes save up to like three, four hundred dollars just by purchasing certified. I am no way affiliated with Apple certified program, so it's not like I'm plugging this for my own benefit. I've personally used this many times, and it's been a really great option just to save a bunch of money and get a better specced computer. So give that bonus tip a try if you are looking for an Apple device and you want to save some money, but you want a really good spec, you want a really good warranty give that option a go. I'll leave a link in the show notes and you can check that out. So this has been a really long episode on computers. I'm hoping that the takeaway of this is how to figure out what computer to use for the project that you're working on, whether you're going to be working on robots, you're going into engineering school, or you just need a new device and you want to upgrade. What the thought process might be for you know, spending 1500 bucks on a brand new computer, what to get, how to make sure that it's good, and, you know, take that next step and go buy some devices. I've got, like I said, a link below this video or in the show notes if you're listening on the podcast, or you can go check out the, the two or three devices that I've recommended in this episode. You can also search computers on learnrobotics.org for a full analysis of like 20 of my top picks for computers for engineering because 
you need a computer in this world. So you need, you need to be able to work on a computer for a long period of time. You need to make sure you have the right tools in front of you so that you can get the work done and be productive. That is the show for you guys. If you liked the show, do me a favor and share it with a friend. If you have somebody that is in your life that's looking for a new computer, send them this episode. It might clear up some of the questions that they have as they're trying to figure out what to buy. And if you wouldn't mind giving me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, it'll help the show grow a little bit more and reach more people like yourself. And if you're watching on YouTube, let me know what you think about these videos. I'm going to try to up the quality over the next couple of weeks. And if you like seeing my face on the video, um, let me know in the comments below. I'm Liz from Learn Robotics, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for watching. If you'd like to be featured on an upcoming episode of Learn Robotics with Liz, go to learnrobotics.org slash podcast. You can subscribe to the show there. You can also apply to be a guest on an upcoming episode. We're looking for engineering students, engineering professionals, and robotics experts. We're going to be doing some interviewing and some longer form content here on the podcast. So if that's you and you want to be on the show, go ahead and apply learnrobotics.org slash podcast. Submit your application and we'll be in touch. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.